0: Welcome to 52 Episodes to Science Fiction Film Literacy. My name is Chris Garcia. Roll sound. The idea of the cult film is old. Really old. And it's hard to say when it started. Certainly by the 1960s, we were seeing the presentation of what were serious films, often things like public safety, and health films being repackaged for what would eventually become midnight movie screenings, but colleges in particular love to show these things. And that makes sense, because they can be unintentionally funny. But there was a whole generation that grew up on cult films, as well as traditional science fiction, horror, and genre films. And they started to make movies, and one of those that came out in the 1990s, really exemplifies what was possible to do at that point. Now, the 1990s were a fascinating time because you saw the growth of things like Sundance, which then spun off, well, not necessarily spun off, but encouraged things like Slam Dance And the introduction of these new festivals that were more focused on hyper indie films led to a greater acceptance by sort of not quite the mainstream but just below mainstream art house fair sort of of these what would typically have been films that just lingered on the festival circuit for ages now one of those films was Six String Samurai a phenomenally fun picture one that takes elements of traditional science fiction B-films, the Western, rock and roll musicals, Pilgrim's Progress, all these things, and synthesizes them into a very, very smart film. And it's also one of the best uses of a soundtrack I can think of to establish not only mood and tone, but also concept. And the story is this. The Russians invaded the U.S., overran us, And Nuclear Winter, the only real haven left, is called Lost Vegas. And it is ruled by King Elvis. And King Elvis has died, and the main disc jockey, who is broadcasting around the country apparently, has called all musicians to Las Vegas. And Buddy has answered that call. Buddy is a guitar player, and he is very much inspired by Buddy Holly. So what we see is this character who's now making his way, encountering people, having sword fights, playing the the mean riffs on the guitar. He picks up a kid, of course, and takes him with him, as always happens in these films. And you can already see elements of things like The Searchers, Taxi Driver, all these sort of different films that are all coming together to influence this idea, which is fundamentally science fiction. This is an after-the-fall film. And after-the-fall, as a concept... The whole post-apocalyptic realm is impressive. And this one uses the Russians as sort of a catalyst. And the Russian elements are great. The wonderful thing is that the Russians are besieging Las Vegas. And (laughs) they're out of bullets, and they're incompetent, and they're hilarious. In many ways, Six-String Samurai treats the Soviets the same way that Hogan's hero treated the Nazis. The main villain in this is Death, and he's sort of represented by a heavy metal rocker who looks a lot like Slash from Guns N' Roses, whereas Buddy is Buddy Holly, representing the birth of rock and roll, the tradition, the long-standing honor of rock and roll. You have Slash as sort of the new thing. He's metal. He's hard rock. And this is where it gets really fascinating. At least to me. Because what you end up seeing is the two of them clashing. And they have a great fight, by the way. It's wonderful. But Death has picked off all the other styles. So it comes up against a mariachi band, against uh, a Richie Valens-type character. All these sort of different things. Someone who looks like Jerry Lee Lewis, which is actually a really cool bit. So... Metal is won out, is what it comes down to. And they have a climactic battle, which is phenomenally great. It's the music, though, that really moves this film. And the soundtrack is... I don't know who did the actual score, but the soundtrack is the Red Elvises. If you don't know the Red Elvises, turn off this podcast and don't listen again. Or, if you're more inclined, go and find their music. They're a group of Russians who play... Rockabilly. There are a few other sort of styles they mix in, but it's really fascinating to hear. I believe they used to be part of a band called Limpopo, who were just a wonderful band of the 1990s, early 90s particularly. I remember seeing them at a conference I went to in 95, maybe 96. What's so great about the soundtrack is they have their influences, their Russian influences, and their rockabilly influences, which is perfect for this film. It is as if this film was developed with that soundtrack already in mind. And songs like My Love Is Killing Me, which uses a riff that is very much out of a Russian folk song, very heavy on the Balalaika, as well as using a style of performance that is very much the American ballad. American rock ballad, I should note. So there are these different elements going on, and it becomes fascinating to listen to. And it definitely does set the tone, at times frantic, at times sweet, at times confusing. But it plays with the action brilliantly. Now, is this an acquired taste? Yeah, I would argue it is. And part of the reason for that is that it is... Not designed for easy consumption, which is a plus or a minus, depending on where you sit. I tend to say it's a plus because it gives you something more than you expect. But if you don't latch on to either the music or the visuals, that's beautifully shot. Or the martial arts action. And Jeffrey Falcon, who plays Buddy, is a martial artist who appeared in Hong Kong action films and is generally a wonderful performer, and who should have played Buckaroo Banzai. Uh, There was talk of relaunching the series with him in it, which would have been great. Watch this film. That's all there is to it. It's phenomenally good, and it really says a lot about what small-time science fiction was doing in the 1990s. And we're going to get back to that in a little bit, uh, we're sort of rushing through the 90s and because I'm giving you a lot of the stuff of the last 15 years because that's when we've seen a massive acceleration in both the number and in the quality of our science fiction. So stay tuned.